Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good morning, Paige. Good morning, Mom. It's bright and early today. It is. That it is. And windy. <sighs> Quite. Um, so I have to go rake after this. Oh. What a joy. Um, I'm only going to do a little. Um, so we're talking about memory and working memory and forgetfulness and all those good things. So what did you learn? Um, well, first, forgetfulness is um, defined as a lapse in memory. So you just like, I don't know. You can't, I don't know. Okay. Recall? Yes, recall. I was like, you forget things, but that's obviously. Um, and then short-term memory is the captivity in which you hold a small piece of, like, small amounts of information in an active and readily, like, available manner. So, like, if, like, someone reminds you, like, hey, remind me to do this in 10 minutes, that's short-term memory because you have to like remember something quickly offhand. Right. It's and also then, like remembering what you just read in order to understand what you're reading now. And then, yeah. And then long-term memory is the memory process where the brain takes information from the short-term memory that it will need like later and it stores it somewhere else in long-term memory. So you remember it for longer periods of time. So like a birthday, is that long-term yeah. memory? Yeah. So, birthday? so short-term memory, people also know is working memory. So it's working memory that primarily um, holds a challenge to people with ADHD and often because they're, you know, distracted. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to remember what you just read when you're actually thinking about what you're doing later um, or the, you know, cute guy in class or whatever it is that you're focused on that isn't, right. isn't uh, what you're reading. Um, and then long-term memory for most people with ADHD actually is fine, but where it's not fine or with the, where the issue comes in play with long-term memory is that people with ADHD tend not to sleep well and information is transferred from your short-term memory to your long-term memory of course it is. when you're sleeping. Of course. That's part of the process of why we sleep. It helps us learn, right? So, yes. um, so if you're not sleeping well or you don't sleep or you have a hard time getting into like deep sleep, um, then it's hard to transfer those, those um, long-term memories. The other piece that really applies to like memory, I think, is that um, people who are neurodiverse tend to have trouble remembering relevant information at a relevant time. Right. So they might remember like, oh, I need to get eggs at the grocery store mm -hmm. while they're driving to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. But they don't remember it when they're actually in the store. Uh. Right. So relevant information at a relevant time is important. Right. Not just so you don't have to drive back to the store, but like if you're taking an exam, 
you have a limited time period in which you need to remember that information. Yes. Right. So, um, <clears throat> so what else did you learn? Um, so why people, why neurodiverse people are forgetful, uh, working memory as well, oh, actually you didn't say this, but working memory is an executive function. Executive functions tend to be difficult for those of us who are neurodiverse. So naturally, memory is a difficult thing because. I sort of qualify that statement that you made. Everybody with. So. Yes, it appears that executive function skills are difficult for people, specifically yes. with ADHD, but also autism. Yes. Um, but that's not entirely true. That's not the whole picture, right? Oh. They're difficult. Everybody with ADHD has executive function skills, and their executive function mm-hmm. skills work just fine. Where they don't so. work <laughs> in with this qualification, they work just mm-hmm. fine in areas of interest. So you have no trouble remembering information you read about something you're interested in. Correct. Right? Correct. (laughs) Right? And you have no trouble getting up and like, we're up early today because you're going out later on a date. Yes. And you guys have like a timed ticket. Timed ticket. Right? So last weekend when you were supposed to get up early and clean, that like didn't happen on time. Do not. But today, because you have an interest of going out with your boyfriend. Of course. Right? Like you're up on time and here yes. we are early in the morning yes. recording. Yes. yes. So your executive function skills work fine oh. <laughs> in the area of interest. interest. Okay. Right. So so we're really when we're talking about like problems with working memory, we're really talking about areas that are not of interest. Disinterest. Right. Okay. So what else? Um, in eighty, so I chunked them up into um in ADHD, like memory in ADHD and memory in autism. So memory in ADHD. Um, we already have. I watched this video made by How to ADHD because she does a video on memory. Uh-huh. And um, I found it helpful. So, I mean, you can also go watch that video because she's great. But she's great. She said in the video, she was saying how we already have people with ADHD already have a limited space in work in our working memory. And she used like little bars. So like in her digital illustration, neurotypical people have like four bars and then people with ADHD only have three bars and you're constantly getting distracted by certain things whether that be like the noise off from the clock in the room or the people behind you who are talking and whispering about something you can hear those two things which already takes up two of your bars if you're listening to like a teacher or something that already got rid of that already has one of the bars so by the time you're like writing it down and everything you've already forgotten it because you're distracted by something else so you like can't like listen to the teacher and remember what the teacher's saying, which is I honestly probably more important than what the girls behind you are talking about. 
for sure, but maybe not as interesting. Maybe not as interesting. They might be talking about some great stuff, but that's how she, her, her digital thing was really helpful, but we don't have that. No, it's her um, only audio. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like if someone's telling us something and we're getting distracted by other things, you don't necessarily remember what the since you're constantly getting distracted by things, your three bars go away quickly because they're constantly being replaced right. by the distractions. So say like I think it's just important to point out that distractions could be anything. It's not yeah. always just like noise or noise. It could it's also anything. be, it could be that, you know, you're physically uncomfortable where you're sitting or <clears throat> it could just be your own thoughts or mm -hmm. it's in fact I... very often your own thoughts for <laughs> yeah. a lot of people, especially for inattentive ADHDers, right? It's, it's themselves. It's yeah. their thoughts, right? Or, um, but it's also like, if you also happen to have dyslexia or something and and ADHD, and you're trying to write down what the teacher's saying. Oh. Now you're distracted because, like, crap, I can't remember to spell that word. Oh. So now you're trying to remember to spell the word, that. and she's still talking. And now you have to remember what you just heard that you want to write down that was important. Oh. It's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> right. So, like, and a lot of people with ADHD have some kind of as we call them frenemies frenemies you and i call them frenemies yeah um, we'll, we'll do an episode on frenemies um but um right or it could just be you know you're not interested in the classroom. not interested dreaming that's what i did a lot of the time yeah those are your internal thoughts <laughs> right um so yeah so there's there's all kinds of stuff that could be going on so what else um in autism um i read conflicting things okay so some articles said that people with autism have really bad epistotic memory which are past remembering your personal past events mm -hmm. in your life so like i don't remember exactly what my seventh birthday was or my eighth birthday i have an idea of what i think it might be but I don't, like, specifically remember it. You had a great like, time. I remember, like, <laughs> having a good time. And I remember, like, certain things of my birthdays. I remember them being great. But I couldn't tell you exactly what I did on my seventh <laughs> birthday party. I know one of them was a water theme. I don't remember which one it was. I think it might have been my eighth. Because <laughs> we couldn't get the rec center. So you just set one up in our backyard. It was a great time. It was fantastic. Slip and slides are the best. Slip and slides are the best. <laughs> but, and then I read another thing on a different website that did this study in 2016. I cannot pronounce this man's name. So it starts with a Z. Send me um, the link so I can link it. I will. Uh, <laughs> and he, they did a study in 2016 that linked that was studying the link between sensory input and verb and language things on early memory development. And it showed that 
many of most of the autistic participants were able to recall and remember past events in their past from um, sensory input, which I guess goes against my previous statement that people with autism have bad episodic memories because some people can just do it based off of sensory. Like certain senses bring back certain things, which like I could see that. I think that's happened before. But um, not all autistic people have bad memories. I know like it was all, a lot of my research was also saying how some people, some people with autism don't have good memories, but there are some people who are autistic who have um, photographic memories. So they don't right. they don't have a problem remembering anything. They remember everything, which right. isn't necessarily a good thing. But right. I don't think they're necessarily <clears throat> conflicting. I think um, that's what the article says, but I don't see well, how they would But episodic memory is like being able to remember like the rich details of an experience. You might okay. remember the sights, the smells, the, but like also like emotionally how you felt. And I think what the study is proving is that people specifically with autism were remembering just the like sensory stuff and probably because the sensory stuff was overwhelming. So it wasn't like, oh, I remember you know, going to the beach and smelling the salt air and uh, like how it was a beautiful memory. I think yeah, they're remembering like something traumatic. I was sounding on the sand and it felt like needles, right? Like, which would be a different memory of the beach, right? Yeah. So I think I didn't read the study, but that's my guess based on experience working with people okay. with autism. That makes more sense. Right. So I think they're so because they can only remember that overwhelming part of the experience, they're not remembering the nice, like emotional piece of it, but they probably weren't really experiencing a nice emotional piece of it. If they were distracted by the sand that felt like needles right. in their feet. Right. Um, if the <clears throat> article, same article was talking about autobiographical memory, mm -hmm. so like your own personal I guess point the story we make up for ourselves. Yep. Yes. And how that is also sometimes like no good. I would say that that's true for people with ADHD as well. They don't remember experiences exactly the way that, that they, they were. Mm -mm. Oh, well, not that thing. I think they often are more likely to strongly remember the negative part. So they might like, have had an experience and most of it was good, but they remember the one part that wasn't. So That's then their whole memory gets, their whole memory gets tainted. Right? That's very pessimistic. Well, all people have a negative based brain bias and people with neurodiversities, like it's even stronger, right? So they tend to, right? Um, okay. they tend to remember more negative things about themselves. Right. So like an exercise that I do with my clients is to, um, not all of them do it, but I wish they would all do it. Um, 
so they keep a journal of what we call super successful moments and they and they write down everything that they can remember that went well so sometimes they're really current things because they're writing about like what went well today um but sometimes they will like dive into the past so sometimes they have to like talk to their parents or somebody who has a better long-term historical memory of who they are to say like, Oh, in the third grade, I want the spelling bee or, Oh, um, you know, I played a part in the school play or I, um, you know, made the winning soccer goal or whatever it was. Right. Um, because they need evidence of, they need evidence that things can and do go well because all they're remembering is the negative. The negative stuff. Mm-hmm. I see. Right? It's so like, I only ever got punished by my parents and they never, you know, <laughs> praised me. It's probably not true. <laughs> right? But like yes. what they might remember is like being sent to their room a lot to like, curb their emotions that were you know maybe not understood or maybe not realized or maybe not diagnosed that they had adhd yet so they had these huge emotions right right and that's what they're remembering yes Yes. right okay yes yes so how how does memory affect you on a Um, daily basis well um um well, I forgot, not to research, I forgot to research for this podcast for like a solid week. So I had to get up early to finish like studying up on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I kept forget, ironically, I was forgetting to research about memory and forgetfulness. But I'll like say that I want to do so, so like at work, I'll be like, oh, I need to order because I order bags usually. And then um, there are some times when I just like forget to do it. So then we accidentally kind of run out. So what I like to do is when I do order, I order like 25 boxes of bags, which will last us like a super long time. So then I over order. I over order. It drives Tyler crazy that I over order stuff. But also sometimes we get shorted. So I know if I order more, I'm more likely to get something then nothing at all if I order a normal amount. That way, also, I don't have to consistently remember every week to order stuff because I know that's not going to happen. I mean, so, you could put something else into place to I mean, remember I that. I could, but I like over-ordering way more. <laughs> so Okay. Um, How else does it affect you? How does it affect you when you like think back on experiences that you've had? not good <laughs> not not remembering stuff is not not good people don't like it when you forget stuff um um well well what about like just even remembering like your own personal biography which is like what kind of stories do you you don't have to share your stories but like what kind of stories do you tell yourself about your past experiences my past experiences Sure. Your like whole life. You're you're old now. I am um, old. 
she's not a lot to remember to joke. <laughs> um, um, halfway to 50s pretty old you know, quarter of a century babe so old um, but like you know what's I don't know like because you have ADHD and autism right so are there are there experiences that you're remembering just because of sensory information that aren't positive or are really positive? Both, I would say. Okay. Both positive and, well, negative. They weren't really all that bad. I'm just um, dramatic. Well, no, and it, at the time it was like. At the time it was dramatic. Very unpleasant. It probably would still be unpleasant if I did it today. So, but <laughs> we don't have that problem anymore. So. <laughs> right so what about like um pleasant experiences that are your just hit the microphone with your sleep um (laughs) sorry everyone um what about pleasant experiences that you remember just through sensory give us an example Okay, well, the sensory input isn't a nice thing, but it it brings, like, the place that it was in is a nice memory. Okay. But at the beach house on this floor that we sleep on, the main, like, the middle floor, there's this closet next to the stairs to go up to this loft. Mm -hmm. And what the cousins, I think we would play, like, hide and seek or something, and we would hide in that closet. The closet smelled like... Um, cherry cough medicine or like cherry cough drops so that's like I smelled that I was like oh that's a terrible smell but the beach and playing with my cousins and stuff was great and a few years ago I like opened that closet because I was curious to see if it still smells that way and 20 some years later and it still smells that well maybe not 20 but like 15 or so years later it still smells like cherry cough syrup and like it kind of brought back some great memories. That's nice. Even though That's like cherry, cherry, cherry flavored cough medicine is gross, and I don't recommend like don't eat that. But just because she doesn't like cherries. Yeah, I don't like cherry. But cherry yeah. cough medicine sounds way better to me than some of the other flavors out there. I suppose. But um. So what do you do, like, besides over-ordering supplies, what are other strategies that you use to remember things? I have a calendar in my room. It's helpful when I use it. When you use it. so It's still on September or July and August. So that was a few months ago. We're recording on November 5th, just FYI. It's probably Um, changed by the time you're listening to this, hopefully. Um, it will change by the time you're listening to this. Okay. Um, right, so when you use it. So why would you not use something you know that works for you? I forget. I forget to do it. And then I see it and I'm like, oh, I need to do that because um, boyfriend and I have already been to the zoo for the first time. We've been several times again, but I don't need to have that on my calendar anymore. No, you don't. And my birthday was like three months ago. So that doesn't need to be on there either. 
No. Right? So that tool works. It does work. When you use it. When I use it. Um, you could just you could have a mom, my mom, particularly, <laughs> and she'll just remind you whether you want her to or not. But That's it is exhausting very for the poor mom though. It is. So don't do that. <laughs> but it is helpful. Right. But you could have a trusted person that helps you remember yes. some really important things. Yes. Right. Like <clears throat> feeding your cat when it's six o'clock. Well, the cat usually does that. No, Alexis does. You know, I get a text before Kushka ever comes downstairs begging for food. Feed the cat. It's six o'clock. <laughs> that sounds right. Um, so, so a trusted person that might a send you texts mm-hmm. or reminders. Um, what else can you do to remember things? I mean, like you remember to take like stuff to work. I mean, I see you leave with a backpack every day. I assume it has stuff in it that you need. It has one thing that I, or a few things maybe. Um, my vest is in there and I walk to work. So I don't really want to carry all my stuff with me. Plus I just like have, I like having the backpack. There's probably a lot of stuff in there that I don't actually need with me. Like I have a an eleven from Stranger Things. I have an eleven waffle poppet in my backpack. It's okay. a great thing, but don't. Overpacking it. is a separate topic for a podcast, but <laughs> should definitely be because it's not the first time I've had this conversation with somebody with ADHD. Um, I'm just okay. jotting down a note. Um, but uh, how do you remember to take the backpack? That's my because. Point my vest is in it and I need my vest because it has my like name tag and stuff in it and you get yelled at when you forget your 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 name tag and stuff and it's like you need a name tag on that's like I don't but so what do you do what do you it's just out and it's It's gigantic so it's it's visual it's a visual reminder yeah the visual reminders can be helpful I have clients that will like write notes to themselves in dry erase marker on their mirrors oh i find that distracting in I their bathroom like, read it. well that's why they do it because they're well they can read it but like it is distracting because it, it is so they're like oh that's right i have to remember to do oh. whatever right because <clears throat> they write them to themselves yours is usually me writing to you don't forget whatever or please clean the bathroom yes. <laughs> um right um so you could do all kinds of visual reminders right lots of people like will leave their stuff that they need for the day like by the front door some people will leave it literally like in front of the door so they can't open the door oh you like to do that i do my stuff you leave it in my door and i trip and fall over it and then i'm a nice little reminder it's a nice little reminder for you because you can't ignore it if you can't walk through the door, right? Um, some people, I know you don't like this app, or but some people will like text themselves. Yeah, but you ignore the stuff that's on the stairs. I usually carry that stuff down. So it's really a reminder for me. Um, some people will like text themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my clients are good with like reminders on their phone but most of my clients do not like reminders on their phone they tend to, to ignore, ignore them the noise. yep exactly um 
Um, what else can you do to remember things? So I would say like learning to build habits is a big part of remembering to do things because if you can make it as automatic as possible, right? So for a habit to actually happen though, it needs to be obvious, okay. attractive, right? This is like right out of Atomic Habits that we've talked about before. It needs to be obvious. It needs to be easy. It needs to be attractive, Um it needs to be rewarding, right? So, you know, like you remember to do like self-care things because you have them out on the counter, right? You're not going to forget to brush your teeth because toothbrush sitting out yes. <laughs> or, or the stuff that you used to like wash your face sitting out, right? So that makes it really obvious, right? Yes. <clears throat> um, and because it's sitting out, it's easy now. You don't have to go looking for anything. Um I don't know how attractive it is, but I would imagine that having teeth that feel clean and having skin that's nice and soft are both, you know, something that you want and probably rewarding. Who wants a dirty mouth? Ew. Um, right. But you could do that with any habit, right? You could do that with anything, right? So making stuff really obvious in whatever way that works for you. Um what else about memory or forgetting? Uh, I have a client that has like a little like ADHD central center in his house. Uh, where he puts like uh, his like notebook that he keeps from coaching. And in that notebook has like a list of strategies that work for him. So sometimes like if he doesn't feel like he's remembering stuff, he'll go and just like look at that to see what we've talked about. Um, right. But really thinking about like, um, what's worked in the past and how you can make it work consistently in the future can be helpful. So it's going to be different for everybody, uh-huh. right? Or relating something to it. Like a lot of my clients will, if they can relate a bigger purpose or a relationship with something that they really care about, that will make them remember it more, right? If I don't do this thing, my boyfriend will be mad at me or my husband or my kid or my mother, right? But depending on that relationships depends on how much that's going to motivate an individual to remember. Um, what else? Um, you could, I don't know if we already said this, but you could tell someone that you need to remember something. Like at work, I'll tell, I used to tell 
this one girl who used to work like later before she became a lead and then she started working in the morning I used to tell her like hey remind me to order bags because she was always in the back room with me so later in the day she'd be like oh you need to order stuff and then when a manager walked by I was like yo I need to use your zebra thing and then I would order the stuff right there and then but so asking someone to remind you to do something usually helps like because you'll like remember it yourself because you've already asked someone to remind Mm -hmm. you or if you don't uh that person will remind you hopefully hopefully they'll remember um i think another thing is that people who do use alarms will use alarms incorrectly this is what i'm this is what I mean. They'll be like, oh, that's my alarm to do X. Um, uh, I'll do it in a minute. And then they turn off you the alarm. You can't, re- you can't change. Like, it can't be randomized. That would be a cool thing if alarms <clears throat> were just randomized and it made a different noise every time. That would be great. But I'm just saying, like, like I um, have a client who uses his alarms to do things um that are only going to happen well they're really reminder not an alarm app but the reminder app to do things in his house that he only has to do like once a month like change the filter in his furnace he's not going to remember to do that once a month so he's picked a day of the week so like i don't know what day it is but let's say it's like the third thursday of every month and so this uh, this alarm will go off, this reminder will go off on the third Thursday of every month. And when he used to just be like, okay, I'll do that in a minute because he works from home. And then he would like turn it off and then he would like finish the email he was writing. But by the time he finished the email, like that working memory issue, it was gone. He didn't remember it. But when he started snoozing it so that it will remind him again in 15 minutes when he was probably done writing the email mm-hmm. and then it started working right so if you're going to use reminders that are on your phone that are auditory then you need to either obey the alarm when it goes off or snooze it until you can actually do the thing Right. Because if you just turn it off and go, I'll I'll do that in a minute. No, you won't. Because you're going to (laughs) forget. Because your working memory isn't so high. Why the sad face? No, it's just I'm playing with a mesh ball and it has (laughs) glitter in it. So I was like squeezing it and it looks super gross under the. Well, I hope that glitter doesn't come out. I hate glitter. So do I. I didn't know they were filled (laughs) with glitter. That's a horrible. Um, but like some glitter is on my finger and ew. Don't touch anything. <laughs> um, oh no, glitter's all over the place. Oh no. Oh, stupid ball. Reminder to yourself. Don't buy those again. I love. Not those particular ones. No, okay. Well, now that we've had a tragedy. And you have to clean up glitter. Do you have other thoughts about memory? Or what you would like to do for yourself? 
to help Change your memory. Calendar. Use your calendar. Use my calendar. Yeah. How do you want to remember to do that? I don't know. I can't do it today. He's coming in 30 minutes and I still have to get dressed and stuff. Okay. So I have to do it when we come home. Well, when I come home. So, so how Mom. are you going to remember that? Mom, no, when no. I come home. <laughs> I'm using one of the tips you just gave. It's true. You are. You could also just like write something right now on the calendar. Like fill me out. Okay. Really big on your calendar, right? Because tips for like, unless you're really young, having your mom be your reminder person kind of sucks. For both you and your mom. <laughs> yeah. We speak from life experience, right? Because I don't want to nag and you don't want to be nagged. And people who are people with ADHD who are told what to do will generally dig in their heels and do the opposite, right? <laughs> <clears throat> but you could ask Alexis to text you when you get home. Ugh. You would Alexis do that. Would totally do that. So Alexis is very reliable. Alexis um, is very reliable. Or you could get an Alexis. <laughs> Um, she could Mine's make that a taken. whole business oh my goodness that she could work for herself and just send reminders to people. um business idea for somebody um you could just write a note for yourself real quick after we get off um yes. and 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 do that okay um well hopefully that goes well for you because i know memory is a big struggle for yes. you and lots of others yes all right. Any other thoughts? Otherwise, say goodbye. Boy. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ndtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.